Hi, I'm Memdad from East London News, and you're listening to the Engage podcast. Incoming transmission. Hello, Trexers. Welcome to this edition of Engage podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Jamie. And I'm Phil. And this week we're doing Star Trek 101, and we're joined by a very special guest, aren't we? Hi, thanks for inviting me. My name's Memdad. I'm an East Londoner born and bred, and I refer to myself as a Trekkie novice. Um, I received an MB from Her Majesty the Queen in 2013. Uh, my hobbies include origami, running, charity work, voluntary work. Uh, I carried the Paralympic torch at London 2012 and the Queen's baton at the Commonwealth Games 2014. I'm really excited about meeting you guys and I've got a load of questions which I hope you can answer for me. We'll yes. do our best. No, definitely. Yeah. And we'll yes. be asking you questions as well. But yeah, because yeah. we originally met him at Destination Star Trek 3, didn't we? Yes. That's where we originally met. It was yes. a bit odd for me, actually, because uh, it was inadvertently that I met you, and it was only when I researched who you were when we first actually looked at getting this together when Simon said, Oh, hey, I met this guy, Emma Dad, from, from the um, Destination Star Trek 20. 23. Uh, last one. Last no, last 14. one. Last one. Yeah. Last one, Phil. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never got the pleasure of meeting you there, Dad, I'm afraid. You know. <laughs> but I was so. sitting there queuing up to try to talk with the insane collector, Michael. The um, Yes, miss. I remember. I'm really yeah. talking about yeah. that. Yeah. And then we met in the bloggers' lounge. In the we? bloggers, yeah. So which caught my interest because I didn't think they'd have a bloggers' section there as well. Yeah, really which, good. Yeah, you kind of got speech marks on, didn't it? Yeah. It was a desk. Yes, just, really? just, just, just chairs. <laughs> didn't have that in the last so, chairs and a desk. <laughs> Out of interest, I know this is going slightly off track, but what did you actually think of the Destination Star Trek? Bigger than you thought it was, smaller than you thought it was? Absolutely. <laughs> um, there's no doubt how big Star Trek is generally. But just turning up on a Friday and then you, the you numbers look, of it, the, you just don't know where to look. And then you've got William Shatner there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, all just yeah, sitting there like, this is normal, this is day-to-day life. Day-to-day life for us, but you know, you, you do get a bit starstruck when you sort of enter. It's all so big, it does become a bit overwhelming. When it you is go. rather amazing at the mm. same time. Yeah. yeah. And for us being able to talk on podcasts, you think we're fairly okay speaking-wise, just whenever we do want to. But I walked up to a lot of the actors there. <laughs> don't know what to say apart from I love you <laughs> and I really enjoyed you seeing you in that episode you know some of the more common things you sort of there say thinking, to them oh, you don't know what to say heard this from every person I've met today move along <laughs> but I think it or piqued not. your interest didn't it that's what you were sort of saying to me when we spoke to each other it's kind of what's happening what's yes very much so and um, it's ignited an interest within me um did you grow up? Watch. Did you grow up a podcast? Uh, did you grow up with uh, Star Trek in the background? Or? Yes, in the very much in the background, <laughs> very much. My knowledge has been very limited most mm. of my life, mm. uh, apart from a bit of good research, though. A bit of good yeah, research. You, you mm. Yeah, you even found which out something Simon didn't know, which I must admit I was quite shocked yes, about. Yes, oh, really? no, I didn't know. I did not know very about good this. To, this yeah. is, that's very rare, honey. <laughs> we might have to. Those two have you know, been trying to do it for God knows how long, Stump and you. you've kind of wondered and gone, "There you go. What about this?" What about these answers, you guys? And I've gone, I didn't know that. And those guys have gone, what, what, what? Seriously? You managed managed to achieve in a very short time what me and Phil were trying to do for the last (laughs) couple of years. years. A couple of years. (laughs) It's a bit of an achievement. Great to hear. I am on the right track. Just trying to get a new new (laughs) interesting to it. What you want to know from us. Sure. Because you've got to say, from your research, you know some bits, but I think... Because you don't know what we're going to say. Because you've read our answers yet, have you? I don't think. No, we haven't. Good, so you, you don't know what's going to nice come out of our mouths. 
You, no, you, you don't no, wanna, no idea at all. You don't want to know what comes out of mine, but just say, <laughs> six pages worth here. Six pages, so... Yeah. I was yeah. quite actually impressed though because the, the questions were very broad very yeah. it looks like you've got a whole good grasp of it and you've covered yeah. pretty much everything That's not only I people want to know well. good. You've covered a good range you've not the franchise you've covered both universes which we might probably go into at some point so you did touch on it but again it's the way of I'm not sure about this but I'll ask it, you know how big is it well, it, um, it, it, it harkens back to sort of the days when I first got into it and I was asking these signs all these sorts of questions as well so it brought back some memories for me actually looking at the questions you were asking let's, should we let and then ask away and yeah, we'll go with it, yeah. Good. Thank, thank you very much I hope to be enlightened <laughs> fully by the time we finish today um, <clears throat> start with a nice and easy one um, just how big is, uh, big is the Star Trek Franchise. Who wants to start off this? Well, I know Jamie alluded well, to that earlier, didn't you? But... I did. Well, the Star Trek franchise consists of 13 movies, uh, six TV shows, which includes the animated series, which always gets forgotten because it's not considered it's okay. not considered canon. And we're not Star actually Trek. talking you're, you're these going... silly little 10, 10 episodes a season. We're talking You're going over simply as well, I'm sorry to 20. say, Jamie, no. because obviously <laughs> there are those films... Mm. But within that, they're even broken up into, what, three different categories? Yeah. Because you've got the original series, you've got The Next Generation, and now you've got the Abrams vs. films. So even within that, you've got that. Mm. So you've got the Prime Universe, as it's known, is broken up into five series? Six series? Yeah, five. Um, Just just quickly, for those who don't know, original series is the... uh, older stuff you see with William Shatner sure. with Leonard Nimoy Spock and Kirk and then obviously you'll see the next next, gen next generation with Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart when Carl. things yes. started getting a little bit more technical and it wasn't let's shake the camera to make things move <laughs> okay. and then, and then of course gets, and uh, Phil gets happy with the graphics yeah and you yeah and then you can and go on to stuff the, which yeah. oddly enough is the most up to date Star Trek but the oldest technically yeah. Star Trek because right. you've got Abrams Canon-wise. with um, Chris Pine and whatnot. Yes. From the last two films. From the last two films. So within mm. that, you're asking how big is it? Well, it's you, very you, you massive. You do not know where you get. You, you know, you put your toe in, and you're going to go, oh my god! I mean, the amount of yeah. books as well on Star Trek, fictional books or anything like that, it's it's astounding. I mean, I did, I did a dis- I did a dissertation at university about gender in Star Trek. Okay. And there's a load of books. Wow. <laughs> which I yeah I know precisely. I thought myself there's 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 sociologists who have done studied Star Trek and half the stuff. I mean, I must have got about twenty thirty books and articles. <laughs> like half the stuff that was out there, it really is just astounding. We actually, no. <laughs> um, it, you can also say how big it is we owe a lot of the technology we have today to Star Trek mm. so for example when flip phones became popular Star Trek was there first uh, tablets Star Trek was there first, first. Uh, um, can I just point out science fiction in general in that era did that yeah no I've true I've to really point out it's not just Star Trek because we might get email for that yeah but you can just sort of feed it off in any which direction you want there's no real there's no end to it. It is that big. Sure. It is that big. It's a, and people from the Star Trek franchise, so production people and like graphic designers, have gone on to work for NASA. That's sort of really thing. yeah mm. yeah. And you've also actually had, particularly with one of the latest series, Star Trek Voyager, which had the first female captain. Uh, a lot of uh, women were very much influenced, particularly during the feminist movement of the nineties. But that yes. was that was helped by uh, Next Gen. That was helped with, by Next Generation. Um, yeah. Yeah, some very it's, strong uh, female roles and you've yeah. got Jenna Troy because they both 
in their own ways they captain the enterprise it, mm. they yeah, were in charge different ways. all those all those all these very all these... empowering for women and, and mm. they, oh, we talk about that we must also talk about Hura yes mm. talk about all that Hura. sort of thing yes, obviously yes please yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> despite the interest there again have we yeah. <laughs> but all these women have influenced you know, influence other women you know, to get into professions of, of science um, you know so you've got more um, the, yeah the first uh, uh, no, the first female astronaut because yeah. she was in an episode of Next Gen. That's mm. right, yeah. So it's yeah. it's you know art going into fact and then fact going into science. It's it's you know it's like everyone this year talking about Back to the Future Two, mm. twenty fifteen kind of you know it went um, January first. Everyone go, where's our flying cars? Where's this thing? It's all that sort of thing. But you that. get that as well, don't mm. you? Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, what was it? Who brought that up about the bio beds um, in the original series? Where Gene Rutter got approached by one of, the, one of the big companies saying, "Where did you get the design for the bio beds? We're, we're currently developing I think, those." I, I think I remember you telling me about that actually. Yeah. And he went, "Well, surely it's just theoretically mm. you go on and do that anyhow because it's obvious." What Simon what means is when you're in hospital, yeah. All the charts, rather than it being on paper and on, on in the front of the desk, having all of the cam, uh, having all of the uh, TV, uh, TVs and the screens showing you what's going yeah. on with the person when they're in the hospital. Right. Again, Roddenberry thought of that before before the, before before it came science fact. Mm. So it's you know it's so, even in that discussion you've got an awful lot of total visionary. Up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go a little bit more into that when you get to some of your other yeah. questions, but. No. In answer to your question, how big is it? It's how, how big do you want it to be? Do you want it to <laughs> be? Is the answer. answer. I yeah. think that's a fair answer. Which universe first? Eight rooms of prime. Mm. That's a diff- that's another debate, but we won't yeah, go there. We'll, no, we won't go, go there because otherwise we will be on that question all yeah. night. <laughs> right, I need you to form an orderly queue now, <laughs> um, and tell me about your favourite characters and exactly why. We'll work backwards here, so we'll go Phil. Jamie and then okay. uh, yeah. favourite character is uh, from Next Gen as a character called Data and he is an android he's not a human but he wants to be a human and one of the reasons I like him as a character is he's very complex okay. so long story short he is a robot he's a very advanced robot there's none, of, none like him at all totally none like him at all he's so far advanced that he, there was an episode about him Phil? whether he was he's P- Pinocchio he, yeah, he's Pinocchio. He's Pinocchio. He's Pinocchio. Right. He wants okay. To be, he wants to be okay. real. He wants to be real. That he, makes it clear. Yeah. yeah. But he's so far advanced that he, there is an episode about whether he is ownership of the Federation or whether he himself is his own person, whether if he has his own rights, or if he's actually got a soul to it. Hmm. So it's you know, and then that gets brought on into Voyager with holograms yeah. later on. So that's made up of techno- um, technology from the transporter, but. Um, the whole, whole idea of when do machines have their own rights so for example we've all got a laptop we've all got a phone we use it how we want yes. but when does the phone have its own voice its own okay. point of view where it has we, its own rights well, yeah and particularly when we, we, we ascribe things to it so we, we name we name our laptops we name our cars you know we, we think of them as an actual person in a sense mm. like, yeah. So yeah they become you're talking about like iRobot and um, Asimov's, Asimov's sure. laws aren't sure. you yeah. sure. do not harm humans look after yes. humans all those sort mm. of laws mm. so it's really interesting thing and it's like you had Stephen Hawking which is one of your questions yeah going you, you know 
few years time we're going to worry about AIs taking over so well it, it comes across a lot including again Terminator as a prime example humans using technology but you only go so far and then a technology has a life of its own and then you know because we've not you know we've not treated them as such they sort of turn against us type thing mm. it's very very prominent Go, going back to say? the character just quickly Sorry. the second reason why <laughs> I like him so much is yeah. that because he doesn't know the difference sometimes so for example if you go up to a lady <laughs> and she says "Does do I look big in this dress you automatically as a man say no No. he wouldn't understand that right. so he would just give you a yes no answer so like a machine later on, he does actually get in a relationship so yeah. you've got True. to enjoy uh, yeah no I know but it, it's just that whole as a child <laughs> learning that spoiler it, alert yeah spoiler, yeah, alert. spoiler alert I suppose just in summarise it's just it, I learned a lot about myself through watching him mm. if that makes right. any sense Jamie are you yeah, one of my I've got many many favourite characters, but uh, one, oh, of my favorite, yes, Sorry, one of my favourite. Sorry, one of my favourite characters is Chief O'Brien. Okay, he is a character. He starts out in the next generation as a transporter chief, so he looks after a transporter, and then he becomes like an in, he's sort of like an engineer um, on another one of the other series called Deep Space Nine on a on a space station. So he's like the engineer of sorts of your modern day sort of modern day mechanic, really. Uh, and he's one of my favourite characters because he's quite an ordinary type of fella and and he's Irish oh and he's Irish <laughs> the only Irish Star Trek actor Irish American or I think just he's Irish oh, he's just, just Irish, Irish. Irish he's yeah. just Irish Colin Meany Colin Meany we actually do, we, do you know him heard no. of him well we had, oh, well, yeah, we had the pleasure like of meeting the, him the, like the key Irish actor because he's mm. in everything isn't he? Yeah. he I think he's even in Born Identity one of them isn't he um, no, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. He's one of those guys so that you'll see the face and you'll go, ah, yeah, he, that's he's in a lot of things. Right. Yeah. But he, you know. Am I thinking of Simon Pegg? I think you're probably thinking of Simon Pegg. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, move on from that. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, with, with Colm, it's the fact that the character that he plays, he's such a normal guy, everyone can relate to him. And, you know, he's got a, he's got a wife and he's got a daughter. And he's sort of. Brian the son. Brian the son, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I say that, but thank you. Uh, for, 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 make sure my memory was in check. Um, and you know, what would it, you do without me? Yeah, no, there you go. We lost without you. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, he's uh, everything I basically aspire to be, and you know, every, anyone can sort of relate to him. And yeah, I feel sorry for him because every season of Deep Space Nine, every something bad happens to him every single season. And it's just like, oh yeah, no, it's like you read the script and go, right, here we go, another season. Oh, it's of that something. episode. This, yeah. this season, here yeah. we go again. Yeah. So how bad is it getting this season for yeah. me? <laughs> so what you're trying to say is you feel sorry for him, so now you think he's your favourite character. No, he's just okay, a genuine guy. Are you it? sure about that? He's just a, <laughs> no, he's just a, he's just a genuine guy. You know, he's very likable, very relatable, and he's just everything I sort of really want to be, really, with myself. So Simon, Simon, um, to you. Well, I'm going for the bleeding obvious one because <laughs> I, I say just like Jane Mayer came up with two, but you really took about Captain Picard. From lots next gen. That's not a surprise. Because he is the absolute mm. epitome of Star Trek. Don't, wouldn't you guys say? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Because he's because yeah. I've taken your question and enhanced it a bit. Yes. If you don't mind, by because a few weeks ago, me and Phil did an episode about role models. Mm. So it's sort of reverting back to that. And he's a role model for me because it's he does you know does so much. So he's you know strong role model. He's honest, kind, and objective. And is a moral compass. You know, he's the one that everyone looks to for guidance. He, he's goes, a true, true leader, isn't he? Yeah. And, that, and he he's always epitomizes what Star Trek's all about. Mm. Just being the best that you can make of it. Yeah. And I think, in a way, what what 
if you don't mind me saying, what all, no, all, all three of the characters have in common we like is is that we can we can relate to them. So yes. the people we 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 know on, on so, a human level. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. so for example, for me, Chief of Brian sort of reminds me him and one of the other engineers, Scotty from the original series, reminds me of my brother. James He's good Stewart. at fixing, right. good at fixing things. So you know. But we have got to say that all the other characters that we haven't mentioned also yeah a similar impact mm. but not as much I yeah that's another key point that there's also a common joke amongst star trek fans is that it's sort of who do you, who's your captain so yeah a lot of the, of the argument is between kirk and picard, kirk and, picard. and a lot of people say they prefer the original series over next gen but they prefer captain picard, picard. over kirk oh yes yeah, so just want to point out he is referencing big bang theory by the way. yes i am referencing just, big bang theory yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the clarification <laughs> right um like Jamie to kick this one off. Okay. Nice right. and easy one. Right. <clears throat> what is Captain James T. Kirk's middle name? Tiberius. Tiberius. It's Tiberius, yep. Yeah. But do you know where it first appeared? What show? <laughs> now that I don't know the answer to. I'm what sure. Would, you... What would you think? What? what sh- oh, well, you mean the Star Trek show you're mm. talking about? Well, yeah. obviously the original series. Yep. It wasn't? No. Oh. It came up in an animated I... series. Just gonna wow. say, it came up an animated series. I watched that through once. And in the episode <laughs> where No Man Has Gone Before, which was what third pilot? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But, um, he's fighting one of his old friends who's become omnipotent. Yeah, omnipotent being. And he create. He's trying to kill Kirk because he's trying to kill Gary Mitchell. It's a yes. fight against each other, and he Gary Mitchell out of nowhere creates a gravestone for Kirk. And they actually get the gravestone wrong. Oh. They actually have it as James R. Kirk. <laughs> so it's James T. There's yeah. a lot of that in Star Trek. So yeah, continuity. Flaws. Don't go there. Bloopers. Continuity. Yeah. Okay. It's more, it's more mistakes that they've made because when you think of a big franchise and a big storyline, it's yeah. constantly trying to keep yeah fifty the story years of fifty years of history all in the same line there's going to be bumps where the writers haven't quite realised something but that's what adds to its charm yeah, yeah. it adds so, its charm you, you'll, you'll hear so, a lot of people a lot of Star Trek fans going on about oh this shouldn't have happened that shouldn't have happened it first came up in it's an animated series so that's worth watching just to find out when yeah. that appears sure that's a good tease isn't it it is it is, it is. <laughs> and the good thing is with them they're only 20 minutes long yeah great oh, nice and soaking it all yeah, in the same, same as watching The Simpsons go in <laughs> Why did Gene Roddenberry create the transporter? Well, I'll leave that to you. Um, (laughs) Because it was a lot easier than having constant, having to uh, send the people down on on craft. So, for example, how easy is it for a TV show to go, boom, done, then they're down on ground, rather than having to land the shuttle, get them out of the shuttle every time. It just become too expensive. Too expensive expensive and slows down the plot. Yeah. Because Mm. then you've got to land it, then you've got to take off well, again. Yeah. On, on, on a show, pre- shot of them in the shuttle, then, then actually yeah. approaching the planet, then landing it. It's pretty just, much yeah. every episode, there's a space bit, there's a ground bit, there's a space bit, there's a ground bit. If you so don't want to spend 20 like, minutes trying to get them landing, sure. it's probably a special effect. We might as well use it for something, just come up with that thing. Right. So so a good, it was a good move. Yeah. It was yeah. a good move, and it saved a lot of money. Because, you know, mm. if it didn't have it without it, it would, because it's 45 minutes, isn't it? Mm. It yeah. would then go up to be, what, I'd say an hour and 10 minutes, roughly, mm. sure. to get the whole thing sorted if you had to okay. land the ship mm. and then and take for the again. for the American audience, a lot of American TV shows, every five minutes is adverts. Yeah. So that would yes. so so just try their patience just just more. Yeah. 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 You couldn't have that. So it that just was a nice solution that they kept on to. And, I th- and 
other, I think other shows went on to use similar technology. Answer your question. Very much so. Is it true that the classic line, beat me up Scotty, was never actually delivered? That is correct. No. Hmm? no. I, w- I would have said that's correct. I no. thought it was a uh, comedian said. that made, no, it, yeah. made it up. It's never been said. That's what we said. It's, it was never actually that's said. Yeah. It was the no, other, what was the closest? What was the closest? It was... Um, so we can go back it? to our old guest, can't we, for that one? Who's, yeah. who's got the answer to that? Well, my research tells me <laughs> that it was never actually said. Mm. Um, and it was made up by a comedian and grew with the franchise. Yeah, because I think they used like, a sort of variation on the words of, of it actually, where they would actually, so you know, say Scotty beam us up or beam us down, but there's never beam me up Scotty, so it's sort of just a variation. A variation. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I came across was the closest Kirk came to saying it was Scotty beam us up. Yeah. I think and that was in the original yeah. series. I think you need to watch some of the original series to find out if it's true. True. <laughs> yeah, that's some homework to take away. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of an urban legend because you see it everywhere and you see it going, uh, no, no. Yeah. It's just not true. Yeah. Why, why do you, why do you, and it's like, people say it sounds clever, but it's not as true. I, I can so see it causing a, a lot of uh, problems yeah. with the purists. Yeah, it's. Who would get quite annoyed, actually. Well, no, yeah. I, I, I think I it gets to the point where they, they laugh and joke with it. They're quite forgiving. Because, mm. again, it's kind of an urban legend, everyone goes, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a common, it's a common mistake. I mean, I know, I don't know. I can't say for every Star Trek fan, but when I first watched it, and you know, oh, beat me up, Scott, I thought, oh, what episode was that said in? So I said, yeah, that's never ever said. It's something you look forward to and it never gets delivered. Yeah, I know. But it's also then the, the jokes that go with the franchise that the, then everybody loves anyway, because it's yeah. like the, that song, the, the Klingons are on the starboard side, starboard side, starboard side. <laughs> there, there is starboard the, bow. Starboard bow. Sorry. <laughs> But it, it just the jokes that go with the franchise almost enlightens the fans even more. Oh, they just yeah. love it even Including more. Including the red shirts. It's yeah. part of the thrill of it. It's again that's mm. part of the community that you take the Mickey out of your own franchise because everyone else does. Yeah. Well, but community. it's it's not like you say it's like you've said before. It's like the geek culture. It's come back in. So it's like I've been here for five years. It's like I've been there already. So yeah. yeah Join us. join us yeah. you'll often find that in between the films and episodes fans kind of create their own videos their own bits about Star Trek that yeah. fills their gap between waiting for a film to come out or a new series they kind of make their own content as well okay. Phil why did TV bosses at first reject Leonard Nimoy's Spock character um, I didn't actually know this I, I put my own answer put my own answer before anyone else before I actually read your answer I assumed it was something to do with in the 1960s we got to think back when seeing any sort of blood on TV was a big taboo absolutely and it would have been clear class as scary so for him looking the way he did I think a lot of children would have got a bit scared and when it was supposed to be a family that was my guess that was my guess you're um, quite close, Phil. Yeah, I think Simon's, Simon's passed me the answer, but I don't know where I'm actually looking. <laughs> you have to help me out here. Under the question. Uh, look. Oh, the bosses of NBC thought that the Vulcan first officer Spock would appear too much like a devil. Yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. And I've read a bit further down, Phil. And worried that it would would scare. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> scare the SH of asterisk T out of every kid in America <laughs> <laughs> and the fact is I think also to add to that they also were uh, afraid that people because a lot of most of the crew were human they wouldn't be able to adapt to seeing someone who didn't look human 
shit off the Which side. is odd for a programme that's supposed to be set in space where you're meeting aliens. Yeah. But yeah, let's <laughs> not very, go very, there. Very, very odd, very but odd. But he was the only one to actually um, stay, on the, stay on the crew after the original pilot. Okay. Mm. Which was the Manstry. Menagerie, yeah. 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 I can never pronounce that, but thank you, Jamie. That's all right. <laughs> Why did Roddenberry want the Enterprise to fly upside down? This is oh. something we didn't know. No, I totally I, I didn't. totally guessed at this. I assumed it was something to do with props. I, you know, I, I thought it was something along the lines of something to do with space being sort of, you know, dimensional as it is, not just one dimensional, but I didn't honestly know. have an answer to So it didn't break. <laughs> so it didn't break. <laughs> That's what you put as well. I thought. Well, it was more of a case that I assumed that if they're going to do a model, um, a model, a Star Trek ship is top heavy. So if they're going to have a model, they're going to use time and time after again to do shots. Wouldn't it be easier just to make it upside down? And the only reason I thought about that was because when they did a lot of the scenes in Star Trek. The, especially the original especially when you see the, the ship going to the left and all the actors going oh, oh. all they're doing is just moving the okay. camera the, the they're camera. not oh, actually okay. he's yes. just acting they're moving the camera okay. and everyone yeah. so they move the camera to the right everyone falls left <laughs> everyone move the camera to the left <laughs> go the as simple way. as that eh? yeah it's simple it's as that it's easier to do than um, hydraulics and stuff Didn't, wasn't it the, the whole budget for the original series was the same as the catering budget for one of the next gen no films idea. Or something it's something ridiculous like I, that they didn't I have any money at all because it, the, do you know how they actually do the special effects for flying the ships and whatnot? no idea because you might think oh they fly the ship around in, in the studio no they actually have like if that's the model they stick it on a mount and move the camera around instead of moving the model around so I thought it was easy to record that. Oh, so that the way. ship always stays yeah, in, one in one position. But it looks like and it's moving. And they move the camera. Right. Yeah. And they move the camera. Yeah. Really, it's quite clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you've explained it. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek fans, tell us some of the perks of being a Star Trek fan. Well, we touched on it earlier. Big community. Mm. Big community. And everyone respects each other's opinions. It's, like you yeah. brought up the Kirk, Kirk Picard debate, didn't you? Mm. And people are on opposite sides but they kind of go oh fair enough yeah there is that there is that whole whenever you're in whenever we went when we when you go to big places where there's lots of people around you expect a bit of pushing a bit of shoving a bit of out my way i'm coming through especially if you're on the tube or something like that but if you're in a room full of star trek fans it's you first no you first you you, it's really it's just a whole niceness to it there's no did you find that when you were at the convention yeah very oddly everyone going no after you after you totally totally was it a bit odd for the sort of size that you've i'm a a football fan we're from east london everything is very very rowdy oh yeah it was a completely different cultural experience Mm very much must have been a refreshing change very refreshing change very unique at first I just couldn't believe it Mm. it's exactly how you just described it there Mm. after you how are you very friendly people yeah total strangers coming up to you talking it gave me the courage to randomly go up to strangers take selfies with them oh yeah absolutely Um, and it's the people in costumes that you you go straight to you you make a beeline for people who look extraordinary you know they've taken a lot of time and effort mm. rather than someone like myself who just go in there with a t-shirt on or borrow one as in, yeah. in this case but some of the people who turned up there as characters the amount of time oh, yeah. money 
effort, did you see energy. The, the, the triples ones. Yeah. Where it's that male yeah. the triples. Yeah, and I took a selfie <laughs> with him. And um, I have to say that. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, astonished. You know, mm. Everybody's got a smile. Everybody's mm. got a minute to spare. And you could just stand there, talk to them randomly, having a coffee. Yeah. Talk to them, and I think and I think it's I think what what it, where it comes from is the fact that that's the sort of that's, morals that Star yeah, Trek the mythology of this franchise of great you know, kind community of spirit. Well, no, it's it's more the whole idea of Star Trek is that there is no difference in race, gender, gender relations, anything. It is one unified, one big happy family. One big happy, one big happy family. There is there isn't any problems. It's just mm. if there are problems, there are problems that humanity is facing out there rather than. Within, within, if that makes any sense. It just doesn't matter. When you're a Sasuke fan, you're just there. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. That's the best just, thing about being a Sasuke fan. You're within friends. That you're in a big community. Like, you know, when we first launched at, at DSC3, mm. we went straight into, you know... We, we were as, an unknown we it, we were, yeah. in Star Trek fraternities, I've called it. And you know everyone going yeah 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 we'll help you we'll help yeah, you this was thing really yeah, yeah they well. help you it's the same it's sort brilliant. of thing with with that mm. but it's the same with any Star Trek fan if you go to anything you'll get you know everyone will say yeah we're, are you alright mm. you look a bit nervous are you alright is it your first convention yeah I'd, and I got asked the same question by quite a few people just <laughs> friendly and I didn't have to it's stand there, no, there and think you know what you shouldn't yeah, really yeah, be asking me that question it's genuine no, you don't have to friendly. act yeah, it's yeah. everyone being who they are yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be agree with you I did second guess I thought well is yeah. he asking me that for a reason is that because he wants something from me <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. not but it's there's none of not. that there that no. goes straight out the door yeah I agree for that weekend or for that day that you're there in fact I would recommend it to a lot of people to mm, absolutely go to conventions like mm. that because a lot of lessons can be learned just from engaging with the people <laughs> who turn up there mm. just yeah, you know, good point and it makes us British people who it makes us British people who always seem to be quite fussy and moody about Q and it makes us seem a lot more civilised civilised so, which is you know <laughs> or crazy well, or crazy probably if I'm honest where did the line to boldly go where no man has gone before originate from now you see my first answer was Zephyr and Cochrane obviously but then I realised he he it's an in joke you have <laughs> to explain it Jamie thing. Is a character first created the ability to travel in space. <laughs> so warp drive, as we know it, he was the guy oh, that actually. Define warp drive now. <laughs> yeah, so warp the bit drive that now. makes the starship go. The, the bit that, <laughs> it's, it's a method of travel the way, the way the way the ships in space go. Things that make us go. Things that make us go. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. That make us go. So that's where that's I thought it joke, came. isn't it? Yeah, that's not <laughs> Anyway, to not confuse you, I actually know where that comes from. <laughs> If you're talking about the actual, from who actually created the idea for Star Trek. I, I assumed it was something along the lines of first man on the moon. Because he's one small, yeah. uh, one small step yeah, for I man, mean, one giant leap for mankind, is that it? I have... You did a bit of research. I did a bit of research into that. And my understanding from the research that I did was it was taken verbatim from a White House booklet on space issued after the Sputnik flight in 1957. Oh. Um, well, and the writer of the second pilot oddly where no man has gone before used quotation and after a lot of deliberation debri oh, yeah. deb deliberation deliberation thank yeah. you and revisions the Gene Roddenberry and the show's producers decided to add that on to the show titles and whatnot great 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit further down on the page. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going back to Spock again now. Um, why did he commonly resort to the Vulcan nerve pinch? Phil, I think we'll have that to you because I think you dealt with that quite well. Um, your question, my, your I didn't. I didn't officially know. I, I assumed you only. Were because, right. I was right. Was I? okay? Was fine. Right. I can say it with, with confidence. You then. Said confidence Vulcans are very. Um, you should have just acted confident. No, actually confident. Yeah. <laughs> They're a very logical that race. That didn't happen, listeners. So. So Vulcans will do things very logically, minimal effort, the correct way to do it, rather than mess around. Yeah. So what's the point in all this fisting and fighting and getting, getting hot and bothered? Just yeah. bosh, done. On Switch on, switch off. Yeah, so it's, it's a non-violent way to do it, and that comes from um, Season 1, Episode 5, The Enemy Within. That's okay. when it's first used. <laughs> okay. This guy has an encyclopedic knowledge he of does, every he episode. Does. So, I, so, 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 so when you hear it, it just okay. ignore. Just ignore. You just, <laughs> just, just nod and wave. the answers once you read them, because you look at them and you're like, Okay, right, okay. So, in, in, would I be right in saying, in layman's terms, it's a non violent way of subduing someone? Yeah, correct. And yeah. a non damaging situation. Yeah, and yeah. a non damaging way. The well. nice way to injure someone. A nice way to injure someone. How did the Klingon language come across? Jamie? Do you, do you want me to? Uh, right. James doing was the first one actually to inspire that. For the original series. For the yeah. But by the time you get to the first film, it then goes on to. Can, can you help me again with his name? Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Okrand. 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 He then built the mod. Built up, stupid, built the language. The modern Klingon language, which just sounds ludicrous. Which just sounds like they're fighting all the time. It's a bit like Russian. They're and just. I think you listen to it, they sound like they're having a go at each other. <laughs> and we found out from one of our. someone else we had on for an interview that there is actually a book of um, so, uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet written in Klingon. And Simon's actually got a, Klingon, a book of Klingon phrases. And it's and actually Klingon is a made-up language. It is actually a made-up mm. language, which some Star Trek You could do a course on it if you wanted to. Really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. I wouldn't, but... Yeah, but so you, you, you can get a degree in air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want. I wouldn't. I've got the dictionary. I could show you after, but yeah. I, I wouldn't go near the damn thing. I'd be interested to have a look at that briefly. <laughs> briefly, You're a briefly, yeah. Right. Read the first page. Got one for the ladies. Um, Jamie, what was unique <laughs> about Khan's men in Star Trek Two? We the didn't know Khan. No, end of. It's, 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 put it this way: if Simon didn't know the answer, me and Phil got no hope at all. Yeah, I, I didn't actually know. Yeah, I didn't did, actually yeah, know. I but it was really interesting. They say it was just kind of. Hmm. Didn't know that. So, so, yeah. Well, I can enlighten everybody here as well. They were all Chippendale bouncers. Should, we should act like we don't know it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Mm. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> right, next one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, been told, that Gene Roddenberry was a cop. Yeah. He was. And that links in nicely with the Klingon question as well. Yeah. Sorry? Do you want? No. Oh, your thing. I'm not saying. No, that. no, your no. The, uh, he was a cop. He he worked at the LAPD. Yeah, he was um, a big cop. Was a speechwriter. Yes. And also, yeah. But the Klingon name came uh, from someone who he used to work with, whose surname was Klingon. No, Klingon. Yeah, yeah Klingon. Yeah. yeah. So he, he got the name for Klingons so from. Phil, that's surname. what I told you to say. Yes, right. yes, ah. yes. What spelt the same way? Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Ye
Um, but it because obviously work could have had a bad experience. Work yeah, is the pop is the darker sides of humanity. So that's where they're kind of um, wanting to get away from all that things going through utopian society. So a world with no war, without hunger, without disease, without poverty grew from that idea, and it's that's where the idea came from because mm. he wanted to be opposite to yeah. doing westerns, which he was doing at the time, and doing. Um, and the fact that yeah, obviously he was in the war as well. And he well. was in the, uh, a cop that he wanted to get away mm. from the horrible stuff. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Zachary Quinto. Um, is it true that he struggled to do the Vulcan salute? It is true. Yes. He did. It came to the point where he couldn't do it. So JJ Abrams actually had to glue, literally, his fingers together like this in the Vulcan salute so he could actually do it. So, yeah. Not a lot of people can actually do that though. I can fair. do it on this hand, this this one I can't at all. I can't do it on my left, but I can I do it can't. on my right. <laughs> I can do it on my left, but I can't do it on my it, right. It's training to do it with all Someone with get all the glue fingers. with all fingers. Someone <laughs> so, get the glue. There's only, yeah, we need some glue. <laughs> I definitely need some glue because it, it just doesn't look right. Wait a minute, so, I'll hide behind so you. I, <laughs> yeah, 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 so uh, I can't do it this <laughs> hand, but I feel like I can. I'm the opposite. Be. Actually, I could do it. There we go. Yeah, same look, same look. I can't do that one. Strange. Live long and prosper. Yeah. Well, you've been concentrating this hand for the last few days, so. Oh, yeah, this is hang on a minute. Come on. Don't talk about concentrating on hands. Let's move on from that. On the subject of big laughs, I want to talk about Eddie Murphy. I understand that he wanted a part in Star Trek. Um, and he turned it down. Yeah, yeah we'll go to Jamie because this is the same yeah. episode I didn't know. Did yes. not know this. <laughs> he got a part for, he wanted to, they wrote a part for him in Star Trek for The Voyage Home. Can I just point out, this go is on. for everyone that's not a fan, yeah. although all our listeners are, this is the one with the whales. Yeah, thank you so Sorry, Jamie. That's right, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's good clarification. Yeah, everyone knows what we're on about when you say it's the one so, with the whales in. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Thank you. So, <laughs> I was my train of thought now. Yeah, so, over the whales. Yeah, he had a he had a part written for him, but he didn't like the way it was done, so he turned it, he turned it down. So when he was going to do something else, he actually later regretted it, and he said it's something he's always always regretted. Always regretted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hindsight like is a wonderful thing. It yeah. is. <laughs> on, on the same note, um, Professor Stephen Hawking's has a place in Star Trek as well. Do you want me to tell you about that? Yeah, please. Right. Yeah, go on, because so I haven't actually seen this episode. the next gen episode where he plays a holographic projection of himself and he's mm. playing a poker game with a holographic Albert Einstein, Sir Isaac Newton and Data, who Jane mentioned earlier. And he's playing poker and it, the, the funny thing is he actually wins the poker game. And the funny thing is, you probably guys don't know it, is he actually managed to go and sit in the captain's chair while I was there. Oh, and I didn't know that actually. So yeah, it's well worth having watched. Yeah, it's only a quick scene. But it it's, is. It's I quite think funny. And Data did it to sort of see how the great minds, so Albert Einstein, as you say, Stephen Hawking, see how they would all interact. And that comes from season six, episode twenty six, Descent Part One. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry, I just had to tap that. It's in quite, there. it's quite clever. You actually said that because obviously the Stephen Hawking film has just come out, hasn't it? As well. Yeah, the theory of everything, mm. which I haven't had a chance to see yeah. yet, actually. It's supposed to be brilliant. Um, Patrick Stewart. Um, I'm going on to Next Generation. Apparently, he didn't have 
a lot of confidence. No, because it's it, like a few, I didn't actually quite a few years after the original series came out, mm. and it, it's talking about trying to get like lightning in a bottle twice, and it's like that's quite difficult to do. Mm. So now it's like, yeah, that's not going to work. It's very similar to now, though, isn't it? When they relaunched the franchise, they didn't know whether relaunching it was going to work. So he was a bit worried that it was going to do one season, that was it. And also what didn't help is that the uh, Los Angeles Times called him an unknown British Shakespearean actor. Okay. So you've got a series that's going... And in America. It might not work, and you're an unknown. So you sit there going... It's all going to come to yeah. You're sort of going to come to that conclusion work? of yeah. It's well, almost people are against so you like to start your, with. Like your note said is he didn't unpack for what was it six weeks six it months. Was. So he he said oh, and then I think he finally gave up after a while and just went yeah I think this is the work. Yeah. It's going to work. Mm. <laughs> and we went on to seven seasons. So I think that works. I think it was quite a success. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to finish with Spock and uh, the question I, well, I wanted to ask if you knew that Leonard Nimoy's father was a barber Jamie now I actually <laughs> you're asking me for that one yeah yeah because I've, I've read all your answers so I know who best answers these questions <laughs> because I answered it with I didn't realise that oh that's well, interesting and I went for I don't know well I think he actually so Jamie it. you're up I think I think thinking for it <laughs> he mentions it in um, his auto autobiography I am Spock he talks about his father being an actual barber and that people actually come in Ooh, he's a barber after saying barber about three times <laughs> <laughs> and that people actually come in does he work again hmm? does he work again who Spock or barber barber Jamie's been on carry on carry on it's gone over his head it's gone right over my head it's gone right over my head <laughs> I've got it. You Simon got it. I'll probably get it. My brain will catch up on me and then I'll... <laughs> Did you want to carry on with the answer or is that going to be, seem silly now or should we just say yes it was a blah 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 blah. <laughs> and he offered a spot cut as well. That's right. To customers who yeah. requested it or he mm. actually offered it to customers as well. Uh, thriving business. Must have been. So, so I think that's all the questions, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I mean, yes. Have you finished answering it? And yeah, I have. Yeah, I think. Let's not go on about barbers. Yeah. But, so I think. Answered a few questions for you. you Very think? much sure. I think uh, you're a bit kind of uh, well, a bit overwhelming, but I'm sure it'll, it's, it'll it's, sink it's been in. great. I mean, I've enjoyed the way you've actually answered the questions. What crazy? Um, it helps. It helps. It's the the format's been really good. A laid back approach. With no formalities is always excellent. Why do you excellent. want them? Don't waste time. <laughs> and, Doesn't um, work. I, I t I'm sure most of the readers and listeners um, who either read interview or listen to this podcast, they would agree that um, when you answer in a laid back manner as well, as as we've discussed here, in open forum, it's much easier for people to digest as well mm. and for people to retain information rather mm. than do it in an encyclopedic. Right, yeah. you don't want you don't want a politician's answer mixed with a Star Trek fan who says too much <laughs> that's a perfect way to describe perfect. it so we, we just know the facts and we'll just tell just, you yeah. and maybe it might be in a funny way but and a bit mad that's yeah. how we just generally touch each other it's just kind of 
normally taking the piss out of one of us at one point but mm. normally I'm always about end of that but yeah you walk into it, so it's not our fault. Sure, <laughs> I do. Sometimes That's how we got to Jamie's pleasure cruise. Surely, <coughs> surely, yeah. surely, Let's surely, say Jamie's surely. pleasure cruise. I think we're really, really, I think talking about that with Austin Lyson and what that's on about. No, we don't. We don't want to do that. We, we're yeah. talking about where, who should want to go on holiday with, which is surely yes. in Star Trek terms. Yes. Jamie talks about a character called Seven Nine, who is a very revealing lady character. Um, that's what he, he, mentions, he mentions about her being stuck on a boat with him and another character who's quite before ugly in a speedo. You, you made it up. You Jamie made it up. Just sort yeah. of you made it up. Before he mentions it. <laughs> but we mentioned it now. I all don't the time. remember hearing that. <laughs> you are, you're hearing it now, <laughs> and everyone else is. <laughs> but no, we best not go him, on about that. No. Him being trapped on a boat with her. They're never going to let me live that down. No, Constant no. reminder every yeah. time. And yeah, well, we've got a little bit of a surprise for you as well because we couldn't leave you with this episode without giving you a little something. And to help with your education, as it were, although you have well done a lot of research, your continuation. you've got one of them. Thank you very and much. And I would quite wow. like you to have a look in the front cover, it's the second bit. Yeah, you wrote it there. Oh, amazing. Thank you very much. And there's a signed picture. Brilliant as well. Wow. Something to help you with your education. I'd love to know how you're getting on I'm with them. Touched. Very, very grateful for this. Thank you very so much. It's it's take quite it. a place Enjoy reading. on my shelf. And there's, I'll, one for you. and there's my fingers <laughs> on it. I'll um, very much enjoy reading this. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for having me. Not it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Where can I find you and all the thing, million things that you're trying to do, taking over well, the world? Well, I have got a. <laughs> we, we, we've got East London News website, which is www.eastlondonnews.co.uk, and we've also got a publication which is bilingual, so it's half and half. Um, East London is um, has a significant Bangladeshi population there, so we've got one publication which is half English, mm-hmm. half Bangla, in the Bangla language, and that's in print as well we publish every Friday so we'll be putting the interviews in both of them uh, London Bangla is www.londonbangla.com I think we've got it easy we've only got what three things to say yeah <laughs> we will be using excerpts from the recordings on our online TV station which is www.ontvstation.com if they want to find, if your listeners want to find us, we are theengagepodcast.com and they can also find us uh, via email and also Facebook and Twitter Please using share. the same name. What about Podomatic, Phil? And Podomatic, which yeah. is where people can download, which is Pod P O D O Matic M A T I C. So you've got it. Yeah. Which is a, a free download, so you can download the latest. I think there's nine. Don't ten, ask me how many. Ten, ten there's, episodes. There's, ten there's episodes. There's episodes up there. Yeah. There's episodes up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Can to. Yeah. <laughs> They're all interesting. Yeah. And and you get to find out about Jamie's pleasure cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Which Role is one of the latest episodes. So Klingons, you know And Phil's love for Marianne Hill. Our review of um, Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did that. Lots of odd stuff and um, Destination Star Trek Three. Yes. Two Wonderful. parts. Yeah. yeah. So Sorry. there's lots of Star Trek goodness to find out about. Yeah. Dig in. So I think that's the nice thing I should say goodbye. Yep. Thank you for inviting me. It's been terrific spending some time with you all here and it's goodbye from me. Yep. And it's goodbye from me as well. As always, I've been Phil. I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. And we're the Engaged Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.